This episode was Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we want to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it one day. Today, we're going to be talking about Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 16, the season finale, Camino Lost. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, my friend. Um, not much to report. Um, just living the life at the moment. <laughs> um, really, I mean, really not much at all. Uh, went out my boat last weekend. I got a terrible sunburn on my back. Mm. Um, but hey, you know, that's what happens when you're hanging out at the same bar. <laughs> um, it beats hanging out on Tatooine. Let me tell you, I went on a walk this morning. I felt like there were two suns blazing down on me. I wanted to go to Toshi Station to get some power converters, but my dad said I could waste time with you when my chores are done. <laughs> so, how about you? I'm doing all right. I uh, We've had uh, some friends over this weekend, uh, and only yesterday uh, did someone say, Hey, uh, what are you going to do about this hurricane? And we were like, uh, Hurricane? What? Hurricane Fred, yeah. No idea. We didn't prep anything. Like, hey, well, I heard it was just, I heard it was just a tropical storm. Yeah, by not now really it's a tropical much. storm. It was a hurricane yesterday, and now it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we won't get like major hurricanes um, in October when the 50th anniversary of Disney rolls around. Yeah. So, um, I do have a bit of news. Not much. Lay it on me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll lay it out. So, uh, the past couple of weeks, uh, Disney has been coming out with these different statues for the 50th anniversary, uh, 50 different characters. And they just confirmed that one of them will be R2-D2. Cool. So, that's all I really know. I heard that they might bring in BB-8 and C-3PO, but that would probably be it on the Star Wars side of things. Mm. Um, what else has happened? Oh, Disney had to confirm on their website in their frequently asked questions page that the Galactic Star Cruiser, folks, does not go into space despite <laughs> the price tag. <laughs> despite yeah, the price um, tag, yeah, mercy. Um, but really, that's pretty much it on the Disney's. Spectrum. Oh, they brought back the um, the outpost mix, popcorn mix at the uh, popcorn stand and the uh, Galaxy's Edge. So, I mean, for those of you who like popcorn, there you go. Um, oh, yes. So, it is confirmed via Bob Chapek uh, that... They have a roadmap in place for all the TV shows they plan. And they do plan on announcing more details on that this fall. So I think this is when we're going to get an official release date for Mando Season 3. Probably a trailer for The Book of Boba Fett. And I'm guessing that's going to be around October or November. Because uh, Lucasfilm likes to give us trailers late for some reason. I have no idea why. But 
we'll get all that information this fall. So for those of you who are, you know, still wondering what the heck we're talking about when we're referring to Mara Jade being in the Mando universe or whatnot, those are kind of rumors. So no, like, great confirmation yet. But hopefully we'll get some solid info quite soon. So that's pretty much all I have for the news, unless you got something for me, Max, or you want to have a comment? Uh, no. Uh, I think uh, the only news that I have came from the Star Wars subreddit, uh, Star Wars Leaks, uh, after uh, and about the end of this episode. So those oh, are fun geez. little tidbits uh, for the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I try. I try not to read any leaks, and the reason why I don't mention most of the sources that have all this information is number one. Most of the information is coming from somebody who claims that they have a source somewhere, which I don't like. You know, I don't like to put in that because it's not really that confirmed. There's so many YouTubers out there that provide these little update, you know, updates and whatnot. But most of the Disney stuff um, we post on our Facebook page. So that's where I got the R2-D2 statue mm-hmm. information. So, well, yeah, other than that, that's it. Yeah. I think we need to get we need to get into this episode. Absolutely. Tomino, Tomino lost. Uh, first impressions. First impressions. This was not what I was expecting to be the end. I was very, I was very happy with this episode. Me too. I mean, this is my favorite episode. They did a really good job. They did. I was expecting at least one death. I was worried. I was sweating bullets the whole time. You know what? I think I think I'm I was looking at it from a Game of Thrones standpoint where you get a major character waxed every other episode. <laughs> yeah. But I need to break out of that. Um I did not expect to spend so much time on Camino, escaping Camino. And the fact that the whole entire 28-minute episode was pretty much them on the planet. I was hoping for a bit of a longer episode. Not roughly an hour, I don't think. But, you know, maybe a 45-minute episode. Mm -hmm. Or, heck that, you know, scratch that. They should have just taken both of these episodes and rolled it into one episode. And made it just one big finale piece. Correct, and it would have. Um, it would have been a more big. It would have been a more ambiguous title. That's fair. Uh, because they could have left it. They could have left it as "Return to Camino," um, and you know, never given a hint away that Camino would be, you know, blown up or oh. at least the Poker City. Actually. I found this yeah. on the Star Wars subreddit, not uh, not the Star Wars leaks. Uh, there is an audio clip from my favorite Star Wars game, Star Wars Battlefront 2, like the 2006 mm-hmm. version, and it follows the 501st, and mm-hmm. the five like they follow their mission, and like part of that mission is uh, 
the part of the game happens on Camino, and you, and it says uh, the line literally says officially there was never any, uh, there was never a uh, clone uprising on Camino, unofficially. We blew the whole capital city up. Damn near blew the whole planet up. And that was before <laughs> Disney had it. That's like two that's like episode two before No, it was episode I think episode three was out by the time this came out. Mm-hmm. But like this was long before Filoni was a part of it. So right. I'm glad that they War, followed well, that around. Yeah, and Clone Wars was a part of it, you know, long before Disney handled it. So but um yeah, no, I was very pleased with the majority of this episode. I feel like there's a lot of characters in here that had some major development. I think we, I think we both know who we're talking about. And they were dropping truth bombs all over this place. This is like, this whole episode was like, quote, city. The writers like flexed so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder why everyone kept saying, though, that this was the most challenging episode and that it would turn our heads. I don't think it really turned my head that much. I didn't think so either. Uh, I, I, mean, wa- I was can- surprised that he... Uh, I, we'll get to it. Uh, I was surprised about a few things, but like, I wasn't like crazy surprised. No, you know? no. And it confirmed... You know, they addressed Omega being older than the Bad Batch. In um, universe, yeah. Yes, which was nice. But yeah, um, let's get into the finale of the Bad Batch season one. We open with an an Imperial alarm going off in the background as... uh, Vice Admiral, Admiral Tarkin. Yeah, Rampart. Uh, Rampart. No, Rampart. I was thinking <laughs> of Tarkin earlier. Uh, somebody put a uh, uh, a compilation of uh, the actor that played Tarkin's, uh, all of his flubs, and it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was watching earlier today. Uh, so uh, Vice Admiral Rampart stands with his back to the camera. And the Venator ships are lighting up Topoka City. Just they are destroying it. Yeah. And it's very it, it's very easy to see the parallel of like the next step after Venator's Venator class ships was the Death Star. Like mm-hmm. man. It was or, nuts. I mean you could you could also, you know, maybe the superstar destroyer. Or was, Star wasn't Killer only, Base. Wasn't there only one Super Star Destroyer, though? Yeah, and that was Vader's, wasn't it? No, was that the Emperor's? No, no. Um, it was it was Vader's. I don't think Palpatine... Palpatine's baby was the Death Star. You know, he didn't need nobody... He didn't need nothing else, okay? <laughs> a Death Star and a bunch of clones of himself. A lot of himself. Just a lot. A lot of himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's telling. So, uh, uh, he has a healthy self-esteem. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> in, in orbit, Rampart receives a status report from a clone trooper who tells, in the old clone trooper, uh, Republic clone trooper outfit, not the new ones that were being trained by, uh, commandos. 
mm-hmm. uh, who tells him that the cities have been destroyed, the cities have been destroyed, and that all Kaminoan facilities have collapsed into the sea. Rampart is pleased and issues orders for for all of his ships to pull out and rendezvous with the rest of the Imperial Navy. Uh, it cuts back on our hapless heroes, uh, who Which, are. I, I thought they had. I thought they had already left. You know, when the last episode, we thought we had, they had gotten out, but. Mm. Mm. And then, That's a bad time already. Yeah. The, this whole episode was a bad time. They're oh they're struggling. They're in a capital city. They're the in the equivalent of like Chicago. If Chicago yeah. was a flying saucer and it is sinking into the sea and there's you know nothing what, they could do about it. Mm-hmm. You know what really annoyed me this episode? I'm sorry to say, but Omega really, really annoyed me for some odd reason. I she she I get and, that she like, wants to save everybody and she's like that, but it's like, come on, a droid? Really? Yeah, that's what uh, I was watching it with a friend named Jenna, and she said the exact same thing. And I, and uh, mm, I, mean, I get, I get that, droids are you know the kind of a integral part of Star Wars, and you can grow up with a droid as your best friend. But you know, it's like, come on, you're 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 mm, you're just you're so, distracting all your other people. I feel like they. Like we we established really early on that Omega is the embodiment of the Bad Batch's humanity, <sighs> like their hope and their like their hope for a better future and like being good people, and like I I get that, but I feel like this episode was a little ham handed on that, but that's fine. Um, mm. We I can't can't always bat a thousand, I think. Um, yeah, and it was hard to thread the needle. I feel like they did a really good job all up until that last scene that we'll get to. Um, mm-hmm. The Bad Batch uh, try to force their way. Uh, the Bad Batch, uh, the ship, <laughs> the the city that is now a ship, uh, sinks sideways, and uh, everyone's getting smacked around. Yeah. Uh, and it's dark. I mean, like very. Um, I love the I love the the tone of this, even though I can I can barely I can barely see a thing. But I mean, it, it was my audio. Yeah, yeah. It was like physically dark. I it was really hard to see stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you should, uh, you, should what, turn, you should turn down the audio description, man. No, I kind of like you telling me how it goes. <laughs> Well, I it, can't spit out every single detail that the British narrator does. That's fair. So, <laughs> uh, certainly not for free. This is a free podcast. No. Uh, yeah. So, AZ reactivates uh, in a hallway and finds Omega, uh, urging urging her to vacate the compartment in order to save their lives. Omega soon finds the unconscious crosshair, but is unable to free him from the wreckage and debris. Uh, she contacts Hunter, Wrecker, Echo, and Tech over the comlink, uh, who have a blast, uh, who are behind a blast door, um, underneath them, underneath, uh, Omega, AZ, and Crosshair, uh, warning them that the room is flooding and that Crosshair is trapped. Tech reports that all compromised compartments are sealed to contain the flooding and that he is unable to override the protocols from where he's at. 
Wrecker tries to pry open the door while Topoka City sinks further and further down into the dark, inky depths below. Crosshair soon awaits and is greeted by AZ-3. Omega struggles to free Crosshair, uh... Use her bow, uses her bow and arrow to shoot the debris on top of him. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a really cool moment uh, yeah. for me. Uh, well, let me tell you, Crosshair wasn't... Yeah. Um, he wasn't making things easy no, for he, anybody in this episode. I think I, I loved his character development in this episode, but he wasn't making anything work for yeah. any of the... Uh, and like I, I still I like the idea that that he, I mean, so far we've we've seen all the uh, all the clones that we know, um, mm-hmm. do a re- like do a really good job of oh we want to be with the good guys. This is the first one. This is the first clone that we've seen go. No, I'm with the Empire, and like we needed someone to embody that and to mm-hmm. embody and the, fact, the argument for the empire right and the fact that he's doing it without the aid of a ship yes too. yes and so while there there's a lot of bing bang booming going on as the city crashes to the ocean floor and this whole time everybody's making weird eye contact with crosshair and crosshair is broodingly grimacing at all of them and uh they later on um the bad batch end up in their former barracks which tech describes as one of the few inhabitable compartments wrecker finds uh, the mission board yeah wrecker finds the which, beginning the their belongings cool. are gone but their score chart is still still there crosshair is bitter that his comrades threw their threw away their legacy hunter replies that they made a choice and so did he crosshair responds that soldiers follow orders hunter counters that a blind allegiance makes him a pawn boom right down right downtown there it is bam <laughs> home run right there uh, yep and a real leader protects his squad. Another thing that we saw that Crosshair did not. Crosshair fired on his own dudes twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crosshair tells Hunter that they are going to die due to his failed leadership. Omega disagrees, telling them that they have landed near the Camino tube system. She proposes to use the tube system to reach the base, the base post so that they can get back to the Havoc Marauder. Tech thinks that accessing the tube will be challenging, and Ecker replies that this is better than staying here. Crosshair, it says, we're letting the girl make decisions now. Uh, so, chalk it up, he's not only evil and chosen the wrong side, he's also misogynist. Check that one off your bingo list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 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 Hunter asks if he has any better ideas before shoulder bumping him like this is like I don't know high school basketball before bu- before exiting the room. Az uses a precision weld to cut open the maintenance hatch, uh, which leads to an underwater tunnel. He goes down for a little bit, comes back, and tells the clones that the tunnel is clear. 
the Bad Batch uh, slowly enter the tunnel as the transparisteel canopy above them starts to crack. Crosshair uh, says, pauses and says that they should, they should go back and find another way. AZ responds that this is the best option while Wrecker blames him for the mess that they're in. Crosshair says, something on your tiny mind, Rekka. Rekka reminds him that he did not try to return to them, but admits that they would have still taken him back. Tech grabs Rekka's shoulder and describes Crosshair as, as having always been severe and unyielding, adding that he mm -hmm. cannot change his nature. When Crosshair asks why Tech is defending him, Tech clarifies that he is not, stating that understanding you does not mean I agree with you. Boom! Another home run! Man, the writers Who's are batting a thousand. <laughs> Who's on first? I don't know who's on second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, it's so... Mm, man. <laughs> so... This has just been a really good episode, and it's not... Uh, I'm going to say that it's not the prettiest episode because I couldn't really tell what's going on on screen. It's really, it's supposed to be dark and scary and swampy and, like, I get that. Uh, and... Swampy? Well, like, uh, murky and dark at yeah. the bottom of the ocean. So, yeah. the writing really stood out to me on this episode. Yeah. Speaking of ocean, um, what is that creature that is... Coming toward the tunnel. Uh, according to Wikipedia, we don't know. Uh, a, <laughs> a physical description is for me is it is, um, it is Nabooian sea creature in size. Oh jeez! Um, it's always a bigger fish. And it is a six-legged, big-tailed. Uh, alligator snapping turtle, for lack of a better description. It's that's, <laughs> it, that's what it looks like. That's why yeah. when it chomps down, it chomps down with a beak that has mm -hmm. teeth on the outside of the beak, which is metal. Uh, Weird. Omega thinks that the tube system is unsafe, but AZ reassures her that this is the only value, viable transport. Uh, just then... Well, who was, whose idea was to go in the tube system in the first place? Hers. Yep. And uh, about that time, they hear, Ooh, and we're like, ah, crap. A large sea creature, according to Wikipedia, with huge teeth and a big beak, hurdles at the tube system, causing the transparent steel frames to crack. AZ says that the restoring the power should drive the creature away uh, and zips ahead uh, to a conduit. AZ-3 works by activating the power system while the clones flee through the tunnel. Uh, the power surge, once it comes on, it does in fact shock the sea monster enough to drive it away, but causes the power system to short-circuit, so they're back in the dark. The clones mm -hmm. arrive near the power generator just in time for the blast door to close underneath them. AZ thinks that uh, apologizes that his actions have caused the structure's remaining power to short out, but this is a satisfi but is satisfied that they survived the transit. <laughs> this is acceptable. Um, <laughs> uh, they climb further up to where they are uh, to figure out where they are, and they climb into the nursery of the Bad Batch, Nalise's private lab. 
Tech explains that this is where their mutations were manipulated and enhanced and describes it to uh, Crosshair and Hunter, who were not here when they first arrived. So, uh, when Crosshair asks how Omega would know, Tech explains that she was there. He adds that Omega was created before them, making her technically older than them. Continuing through the tunnel, they find that part of it has been damaged. By a little damaged, I mean it is completely messed up. There is mm-hmm. no way they're going to make this travel. Uh, there's, a, there's a horror video game called Soma, and it's about being a robot at the bottom of the ocean. And it's terrifying, and I got creepy similar vibes. <laughs> uh, looking at these like busted tubes and there's like there's so much debris in the water that it looks like it's just murky mm-hmm. like there's so much dust and debris filling the air that you can't see too many yards in front of you so you don't know where the giant uh, alligator snapping turtle is or whatever or anything that's bigger than that there's always a bigger fish oh yeah <laughs> On an ocean planet, I do not want to know what lyrics beyond the, beneath the deep. <laughs> Later, while the clones rest inside Nalase's lab, AZ's power cells begin depleting, and his eyes start to fade. He apologizes for the inconvenience of his care. of his dying. Uh, Eckert reports that long-range comms are down and that their oxygen levels will be critical in a few hours. Crosshair blames his former comrades for letting the kid call the shots. Hunter responds that the kid saves Crosshair's life, unlike the Empire who left him for dead. Crosshair accuses Hunter of taking things too personally. When Hunter points out the Empire destroyed an entire city, Crosshair replies that they did what they needed to be done. And it is at this point that I put on... that I invite us all to put on our thinking caps. So... Those aren't his words. No. Like, they, like the inhibitor chip or not, humans do this in real life. If uh, if you talk to a kid about something that they don't yet understand, they can repeat back what you said, but they don't understand it. Yeah. What he's doing is he is parroting back. He's just parroting back what he was said. What he what he has been yeah. told that he believes because he believes it, but like. If yeah. someone were to turn to him and go, what do you mean? Like, why do yeah. you think that they needed this to be done? Yeah. Like, it's if, it's like, you know, kids learning from their parents, you know, they repeat stuff because their parents taught them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, certain things. So, and like, you, it's like, it's at this point that I realized, oh, even he doesn't know what he believes. He says no. he, uh, he certainly believes it. But he hasn't done any critical thinking, cause like. No. But if I was Hunter, I would literally, I would just turn to him and be like, "All right, I'm gonna need you to like say that again, but really think about it for like two minutes, <laughs> and watch yeah. all of the things that he thinks he believes fall apart. Like he can't explain his beliefs right now. Like he yeah. just has this blind belief in the Empire, and not necessarily the Empire. He believes in power." And the Empire has the power. And so he thinks that that's ha- how you... You, like, stay in... Like, I don't even know. 
Like, how do you deal with this idea of, I mean, he's full, he's full dark side at this point. Like he literally believes that peace is a lie. There's only passion. Yeah. Just so, like Anakin on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it out of, out of like fear or he didn't fall to the dark side through, uh, like purity culture, but mm-hmm. he, he fell to the dark side Crosshair fell to the dark side because he was betra- he was told that he was betrayed by by his former allies mm-hmm. and that that hurt him and yeah no the, I, I can't blame him uh, at all at this point and also even he is starting to unravel his own thread here. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I liked about the we're getting ahead of ourselves. I feel like all of that was really important and that was a really long bit. So I'm going to keep it in future max. Keep that in, but don't <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, all right. So, uh later, uh while the clones rest, while they try to come up with a plan inside Nalase's lab, AZ, uh we're already there. Uh cut this part out to future max. <laughs> um Crosshair says that Camino, the regular clones, and the Galactic Republic's time is over. He says that the Empire will control the entire galaxy, and he wants to be a part of it. He tells Hunter that he made the wrong choice before turning his back. Hunter warns Crosshair that the Empire will only regard him as a number rather than a person. Crosshair mm-hmm. spends time alone while touching his aching head. Omega comes to sit with him. She observes that he never liked Camino. Crosshair tells her to go away. Omega says that she understands having spent most of her life inside just this room. She says that she was alone down here before the Bad Batch were created. Omega explains that that is why she was determined to find them all again. Crosshair spits these words at her like, just being a clone doesn't make you one of them. He's already linguistically drawn a line. He is not the bad batch in his head by making this statement uh, that Omega explains that uh, Crosshair uh, says that making being a clone doesn't make her one of them. Omega says that she wanted to believe that it was the inhibitor chip that made Crosshair like this. She says that she was wrong and walks away and... Mm-hmm. And Crosshair genuinely looks conflicted. And I really like that. Me too. I really like... Because, like, in the same way, um, kids that... uh, Like, the the old adage, like, hurt people hurt people. Like, he (laughs) is looking for being accepted even though that's not what he says he wants he wants to he wants to be accepted and to be a part of the team but not like but like he is so conflicted over whether or not that's actually what he wants or not it's so good i'm so here for this they did. They, Filoni, 
and the writing team do a really, really, really good job of writing conflicted characters. <laughs> Man. Uh, Echo proposes that using medical capsules uh, to escape the wreck tunnels. Tech says that if their mass is evenly distributed, the buoyancy of these watertight chambers will bring them to the surface. AZ says that medical capsules have not been tested for these capabilities. Hunter adds that they won't have any directional control and asks how they will avoid the debris that is still falling out there. Need, you, need to remind you, the whole of Chicago just fell into the ocean, so there's still bits everywhere. Crosshair proposes that the droid can guide them through the debris as he comes out of the shadows really creepily and edgelordy. <laughs> uh, Hunter asks if AZ can do it. AZ says that barring any extraneous circumstances, he should be able to complete the task. When Omega asks if that would be dangerous, the droid replies that their safety and well-being is his primary objective. Mm -hmm. I do not like. I do not like this part that we have a droid bunting capsules to oh. the surface. Like, go going to each individual capsule several times. I'm gonna be to honest. The, the moment I saw this, the moment I saw this, I said out loud, oh, I don't want to play this video game. I don't want to play this level. You know? Because yeah. this is gonna be hard as crap. Like, you know they're going to. Like, the, the, you know, uh, Lego Star Wars 37 or whatever number they're on. It's gonna be... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be this and if you mess up once you have to start all over again this yeah. is finding a needle in a haystack and then threading that needle through a straw in space while reciting the alphabet backwards az does a phenomenal job at this hey, yeah he does I, I just feel like this is this was something that didn't that wasn't needed yeah in the episode yeah, I feel like it went on for a little bit. Um, I thought it would have been funny if uh, when they reached, when the, anyone reached the surface, especially Wrecker, if like Wrecker could have just thrown up for us, uh, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, that would have been like a Wrecker move. And it would be a funny, it would be something jovial, because it has not been a happy episode so far. No. Uh, I needed a little gag. Just a little, little bit of wrecker in there, and we didn't get it. Um, right as, uh, right as everyone else is about to hit the surface, Omega is being pushed ahead by Az. She turns to Az and says, "You're doing a great job." And a big, big bar of metal clashes down onto her tube, and they begin to sink. Uh, Az works. Uh, tirelessly with his little welder and his dying batteries to get her unstuck as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And he... Pause here. Yeah. Here's my question. How are droids able to go through water without immediately exploding? Um, They're he, robots. He's Kaminoan. And okay. so I assume that they have him built specifically for, like, he mm -hmm. has water jets, not just regular, like, if R2-D2 landed in the water, we'd have a problem, because his well, boosters he, he are, has, like, like a... Well, he has landed in the water before. Dagobah. Oh, right. But he had that little periscope thing, so I guess that counts? Does mm -hmm. that count? Yeah, that'll count. 
I just yeah. think he couldn't use his little jetpack legs either. No, also they, I mean, I guess as long as no droids exposing like their insides, I guess they're yeah. Okay, and their charge ports could dry out just like a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see, imagine R two D two in the world's biggest bag of rice? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Az frees Omega uh, while the rest of the Bad Batch are trying to look down into the deep, trying to see where they are. Um, and Az is pushing her up from beneath her. And you see the lights in his eyes literally going dark. And he says, uh, my object, you, the way, your way is clear. My objective and floats dead. Uh, and of course, yeah. And Omega is so close to the Bad Batch that her comm link works. And she's telling them what's happening and the last thing she says in her calm is i'm going after him and <sighs> and everyone goes that's a bad idea child we all groaned we ev like we all groaned at this <laughs> i was expecting her to die at this point i and to be honest with you i would have i would not have i mean would i have wanted her to die absolutely not would I have been satisfied with it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not for a joy. If something happened where the glass shattered on one of the other capsules and you had Wrecker or somebody fall through the water, I don't know. I'm conflicted here at this point. Yeah. They, they, they built up that someone was going to get killed in this final episode. I think, from the very get-go. And there is no death. Good. There is the Force. There's the Force. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Force, we... Uh, Omega does grab AZ, but literally, she is a child, and she probably forgot this. So she <laughs> doesn't have the upper body strength or literally any other strength to move, a, you know, a big piece of metal that is sinking in the ocean to the surface. Yeah, the, with giant creatures swimming around ready to eat. Yeah, you know, and you can't see. So this is all happening at the same time. Uh, she, Hunter, is in the same capsule as Crosshair. Uh, That's gotta be tight. <laughs> Hunter decides to go in, but a bitter crosshair aims his rifle, uh, it looks like, at Hunter's head. And yeah. you see him think and continue to, like, all of the conflict, all the confliction on his face, this, like, cognitive dissonance of, this is my friend, and he betrayed me, and he betrayed what we stood for, and now and he's, he's also been stupid, and Try to go after this little girl who's yeah. been taking me off the whole entire episode. <laughs> who doesn't matter. Like, she doesn't matter to Crosshair. And, like, he... He aims his rifle instead at the water and shoots a grappling gun, a grappling bolt, that pull attaches to AZ-3 and pulls both AZ and Omega to the surface. Crosshair hands the gun over to... Uh, 
the camera pans from having crosshair in full uh, in the middle of the screen it pans stage right and we see that uh that wrecker has his gun out and he is aiming at crosshair uh and uh, crosshair throws his rifle over to wrecker who eyes him with suspicion still Tech says that they have a visual on the Marauder and tells them to start paddling on their makeshift rafts. The sun rises and the clones travel. Uh, At daybreak, they reach the landing platform where the Havoc Marauder is waiting. Omega and the Bad Batch watch the burning wreckage of Topoka City as the big billowing black smoke rises to meet the sky. And... Omega remarks that everything is gone. Tech says that they should leave before the Empire Scouts show up. Wrecker asks Crosshairs if he's coming with him. Crosshair says that this changes nothing. Hunter tells Crosshair that he offered them a chance and that this, this is them offering him a chance. Crosshair replies that he's made his decision. Hunter says that they want different things, but that doesn't mean they have to be enemies. Crosshair stares into the middle distance. Omega is despondent, and Hunter pats her on the shoulder. Everyone else but Crosshair and Omega climb into the Havoc Marauder, while Omega stands with Crosshair before running to join the others. Before leaving, she thanks Crosshair for saving AZ. Crosshair tells her to consider them even. Before leaving, Omega tells Crosshair that he is still their brother, and he is her brother too. Crosshair stands on the platform with a glint of sadness in his eyes. Later, on a complete other planet... Uh, is there a name for this planet? I believe it was the same planet as before. Doro? Doro? Doro. I think it was Doro. Uh, we got now say she's alive. Several V-Wing starfighters escort a row-class transport shuttle on a forested, mountainous world. They land at an imperial base built into a mountain. Uh, clone commandos escort Nalase off the shuttle. Uh, she is greeted by a medical officer who is dressed just like the scientist in The Mandalorian. Dr. Pershing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, who tells her that they admire her scientific talents. She says, Nalase... She tells Nalase that the Empire has big plans for her and her skills. The troopers and the scientists escort Nalase into the the base, and we call it there. Wow. So, overall thoughts on the whole season? Overall thoughts of the whole season? I'm really glad this this was the show that we started this podcast with. I feel like it is right in both of our wheelhouses and at the same time it's so new that it was fun and exciting and different mm-hmm. the whole way through mm-hmm. me too i'm i'm glad we did this i'm glad we took it one episode at a time um i did do some research and there are a couple other podcasts out there that um have done this but they weren't like a strictly star wars podcast uh podcast they were I guess they were covering all Disney Plus shows. Yeah. And they lumped 
like two episodes each of the Bad Batch every couple weeks. So I'm glad we took the time to pick apart each and every episode uh, for this one. And I think it's going to lead the way into the future when we start getting into the good stuff. Really good stuff. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Uh, do we have any predictions for uh, season two at all? Um, I mean, it's so far away from here. And we got, you know, four or five different shows in between that. But that's a good point. Hmm. You think Crosshair's going to get picked up? Definitely. Definitely. He's going to get picked up and he's going to be a thing later. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think they're gonna shoot him on the spot? Like just oh, we thought you were dead. Well, let us correct that. Hmm, that might be. That sounds very Empire, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that's a very directed critic kind of move, right there. Yeah, and it's it's a Tarkin move too. Um. What the so? Where do you think the Bad Batch are going to head to next? Do you think they're going to try and link up with Rex and whatever Rex is up to? I think that what I think that they are going to. Uh, I definitely think that they're going to go back to Ord uh, Mantel. Ord Mantel. Maybe? Okay, so we're going to see more Sid. I hope so. I hope. And me too. I I think that we're gonna see more of. Uh, I think we're gonna see more of the bounty hunters, and mm-hmm. see more of the guild, as well as see uh, possibly see. Um, yeah, that would be cool. More uh, more Tatooine stuff, maybe even that would be cool. Um, huh. So you are you saying that we might have some more some Jabba? I'm thinking there might be some Jabba. Oof. Especially since they... Um, this is after the fall of... This is after episode three. After yeah. the guilt... After all the crime syndicates helped take uh, Mandalore. And then lost Mandalore. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. they're all at odds with each other. Now is a good yeah. time for the huts to swoop in and clean house. Mm-hmm. True, but I mean, we don't know when season two is going to take place. Uh, come out. So, if it comes out after Kenobi, because I know Kenobi's going to take place on Tatooine, at least parts of it, and probably the Book of Boba Fett too. Yeah. Although that that's I mean that's future wise, but yeah, there might be some flashbacks to. I wonder where they're going to go from here. Like I like I wonder what their goal it's is. It's really from here. a mystery. I think. I'm um, excited. Speaking of mysteries, what do they need Nala to say for? Oh, absolutely, strand casting. So you think we will get Grogu or something, something to do with Grogu? Uh, no, uh, not Grogu because Grogu was just like a battery. Mm-hmm. He was. He had what they need. He had. The ingredients. M count. Yeah, Metaphorians. Yeah. So, if we're talking about strand casting, possibly. That's how we get uh, Snoke, and that's how we yeah, get Ray's so dad, some, and. Probably Snoke, yeah. Um, I was really hoping 
uh, that we need some big character at the very at the tail end here of this episode. Mm. I mean, not anyone majorly big, but somebody that we're kind of familiar with. But I don't know. It's you know, it's up in the air. That's a good point. So, where do we go from here? All right, uh, us. Uh, what what we're gonna what we're gonna do as a podcast is we're gonna take a week off, and uh, just like the shows are, and I think that Kenobi starts two weeks. Well, Kenobi. Hold on. I got a screaming baby. Um, what show starts in two weeks? There is no show that starts in two weeks. Okay. There is the special episode of Star Wars: The Mandalorian. The gallery, uh, the behind the scenes uh, episode focusing on Luke Skywalker that comes out on August 25th. Okay, so we could do a majorly special episode for that. There's that Star Wars anime stuff that comes out in September. Who boy, yeah, there's I, that. <laughs> I figured we wouldn't, we wouldn't cover that. Uh, if you would like to see us slog through that uh please put that uh in the comments in, in, on facebook on the please on do facebook twitter instagram all of those things yeah if uh, not we're not going to get any major i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the, i'm gonna watch the pilot they yeah. uh star wars has okay. me i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the pilot but uh that's yeah. that's all that i'm guaranteeing to if it's a dumpster yeah. fire i'm not gonna touch it yeah um other than that we won't get anything significant until December when the Book of Boba Fett drops. Okay. We will definitely be wanting to cover any trailers that drop, any significant news, and we could build the news up for an episode like that. But we could dive into possibly after the, the Luke Skywalker special episode, for those of you who are interested. Um, we could dive into a little series called the Star Wars Radio Dramas. That's what I was going to lean towards. And just a brief um, summary of those for those who are interested. The radio dramas were aired by National Public Radio in 1981 and 84. I think it's 84. 83 or 84. In 96. And they cover the first three films. So the, the original trilogy and they had some actors from the movie involved. Mark Hamill was involved for the first two and Tim Daniels was available for the, all three and they even had Billy Dee Williams for The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, these were a very big hit, I think, back in the day because I mean, there were no VHSs back then. So there wasn't like a way for anyone to really watch Star Wars for free. Um, and radio dramas are so cool. They are, and I, I feel like they're a lost art here in America. They're, they are a big, they're a big hit in Britain. There's a there's um, a resurgence it, in podcasts becoming more and more showy. Like it's uh, there's less. I mean, there's for every. Uh, for every like radio drama version of a podcast, there's like 15 talking heads podcasts like this is. Yeah. But like yeah. there is a but, there is a push for narrative. Yeah, we I, I'm we're I'm hoping I'm praying for a Harry Potter radio drama 
one of these days. Um, barring Harry Potter, they need to do the rest of the Star Wars, at least the Skywalker saga, because they didn't do any more after the death of Brian Daly, who wrote these radio dramas. And he was such a fan that he knew how to tell a story. And these are a story, and they're not just a story. They have expanded plot lines that were not featured in the films. So I don't want to get too deep into it because we're going to cover those. Yeah. Um, so one thing what, I want to note. Yeah. The first, uh, the first Randy drama is not called A New Hope. It is just called Star Wars. Yeah, just like the first one was. Exactly. So, uh, so what week do you want that to start? Do you want to start that on like September third, or um, August twenty seventh, or maybe September tenth? Like, well, here's what I'm thinking: since the Skywalker episode drops on the twenty fifth of August, that's a Wednesday. Okay. I think we should move our our schedule to Wednesdays. Okay. I would uh I think that that's when the all of the new shows are dropping now anyway. Mm-hmm. So we should we just conform to a yeah. Wednesday schedule even oh. for this radio drama? Uh yeah. So like let's okay. do uh let's do the let's take a break uh next we- week the 15th through the 21st. Uh, and then we will start back doing podcasting on, on the 25th on the 25th of August. Uh, we'll cover the Skywalker episode. And for uh, we've been talking about it for a while, and uh, I definitely want to tell our audience uh, that we are in fact uh, planning on live streaming. Uh, well, we record with a uh, little peek behind the curtain. We record with uh, uh, Zoom. Uh, and so we already have the capability of live streaming video. Um, if that is, uh, that's something that we're interested in. And so if uh, I will be happy to uh, work on a promo. Uh, on like a short little promo to put up on Instagram uh, and Twitter and on the YouTube channel that we will be live streaming to. Uh, yes. And it'll, we will live stream and you can watch the podcast live and then I will edit it and the audio VOD, <laughs> uh, the audio version of it will come up uh, hopefully the next day if I'm not too tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll and we'll link all the other episodes below in in that description when we do our live stream. Yep. And so, uh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. Do you have access to the radio dramas? Uh, they are on YouTube, correct? They are on YouTube and they're on Audible. Okay. Uh, I will listen to them on YouTube. Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, let's. Listen to at least the first one. Let's look. Well, uh, like, well, you have them, so you have <laughs> I, them yeah, memorized I've, I've at this them. point. I, I, I do have them memorized. Uh, they're about twenty minutes a piece, twenty-seven minutes a piece. So we could do two by two. Okay. Uh, with episode thirteen of the first one being a single episode, kind of thing. Yeah. 
So, we'll, so yeah, we'll 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 get to it. All right. So, all right. I, I think that's yeah. it. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we do have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at SU352Podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us via email, our email is... <laughs> SpecialUnit352 at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app, a.k.a. Spotify, because that will help us show up in the algorithms. We look forward to hearing, with, talking with you guys in a few weeks and as Peyton always says may the force be with you